The Floatcast is brought to you by FlotationLocations.com. They are the world's premier isolation tank directory and flotation resource center. The website provides the most reliable and up-to-date global locator for float tank locations and manufacturers. They house their social media pages, newsletters, blogs, and much more so you can remain up-to-date in this growing industry. If you are interested in floating, you can find a location near you using the fastest, most comprehensive search engine available. If you're a float center or tank manufacturer and haven't teamed up with them yet, it's time to get found. From education, educating new floaters to providing premium advertising for flotation tank businesses, FlotationLocations.com aspires to be the industry's hub, and they are proud to be an integral part of growing this industry forward. Go to FlotationLocations.com to receive special offers and discounts on float, on float sessions so you can save money and float for less. The Floatcast is also brought to you by EscapePodTank.com. The Escape Pod Tank is the one float tank that fits easily into your home and into your life. It is... Uh, it's made right here in America, and the new design is made from all stainless steel and features a, uh, a little trap door so that you can access the heater and uh, the speakers if necessary without draining the tank and removing the liner, which is a huge plus. Um, you can re- you can order the tanks uh, a la carte. You can order just the tank, or you can order a whole soup-to-nuts uh, tank and filter system that's ready to go for a full commercial float center. Um, so it is pretty cool what they did. I, I really appreciate that they did that. Um for interest, uh, for information, contact Jeremy at escapepodtank.com um, and tell him Tom from the Floatcast sent you. All right, here we go. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Tom, and you're checking out episode 20 of the Floatcast. This is the podcast all about floating, float tanks, isolation tanks, whatever you want to call them. They all have the same goal, which is uh, complete relaxation. And uh, right now, we're hanging out with Dan, who just got done with his second float, a two hour voyage. Woohoo! <laughs> Hello, so, everybody. What's going on, man? Just feeling good. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling um aware, relaxed. Nice. Now your uh your first float was only a couple of days ago, right? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. So this has been an exciting week. <laughs> yeah. Clocked in three hours and uh, really grateful for it. Nice. Yeah, it's really been a a gift to myself to. Just really grateful for allowing myself to be able to do something that's nice for myself. Yeah. It, you know, we don't do that for ourselves so very often. No, nah, no, nah, you're absolutely right. It really is it really is kinda of like a gift for yourself and kinda of like a it's like a one hour vacation. Well in your case a two hour vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What um would you notice now, I guess your first time was Monday, Monday, yeah. Monday, and today's Thursday. So, what'd you notice in the Tuesday and Wednesday between your first float and, and this float? That's that sucked you back so quickly. Uh, well, I wasn't originally planning on doing it right away so quickly. Nah. Um, it, I actually decided a few hours ago to do it, second time. But in the in the few days between, I definitely had a calmness about me, and I spent those the last three days in between in, in Manhattan. Which is chaos land. Oof. And um, I definitely had an air of coolness about me. It, things kind of flew by a little easier. Yeah. If you have, if you can have an air of uh, calmness around you in New York City, that's a yeah, that's a good step in the right direction. Yeah. I like a psychic helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> now, would you uh, during your float? Do you have any? Did you did we like trying to focus on things, or were you just focusing on nothing? Um, well, it's really hard to focus on nothing. 
Yeah. Because then you're trying to do nothing and then you're doing something. So I found myself playing all sorts of games with myself, trying to figure out how not to think, thinking about not thinking, doing some breathing exercises, some body scans, trying trying out different meditation techniques that I know. And um, really at the end of, by the end of both sessions, all of the techniques just fell away. And then I would just kind of wake up thoughtless and then you'd be like oh i'm thoughtless and then i'm thinking again and then i'm back at square one but it over time it does build for me it it builds over the two the one hour period and the two hour period where those moments of thoughtlessness and free form flowingness kind of got bigger and i was able to tap into them easier after i would come out of them and uh yeah I don't, I don't know if I could suggest a technique or anything because for me the techniques that I usually use when on a subway or you know in a stressful place to calm myself down those didn't really work. I just kind of had to let go of all those. Right. Yeah, it is very unique in that sense in that like it I know my wife had a hard time with it the first few times cuz she was trying too hard to to relax and right. trying too hard to not do anything. Right. Just like you said that's by not doing anything, you're doing something, right. but which is it's tough. It's tough to just let go of everything, which is what you know. It's really what you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. How you feeling physically? Feel great. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice coconut water afterwards helps. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's the best. Jungle medicine. <laughs> Jungle medicine. Yeah. Would you? uh Speaking of jungle medicine, yeah, what did you tell me before? <laughs> this is this is pretty interesting, and I'm going to spread it around as as fact, um, <laughs> just because this is uh, you know, check it out. I don't know if it's fact, but uh, what I understand, what I from what I just heard from from Dan, uh, Dan, are you want to explain it? Are you referring to my uh, experiences in South America? Yes. Oh, this is experience type stuff. I what, thought. What are you referring to? I thought um, about the coconut water. That's, oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, coconut water can be injected intravenously if you are short of blood. Um, it carries all the nutrients that blood carries, and if you're in battle in the tropics and you're running out of blood, you can just shoot some coconut water up, and it'll do the job. So there you go. Keep some C2O in the back of your car just in case some shit goes down. <laughs> now, speaking of your South American voyage, we, I thought that's what you were referring to. I would love to talk about your South American voyage. Yeah. This is definitely fascinating to me, and I'm sure a lot of other people would well, and it definitely want to hear about it as well. Because, well, I'll let everyone who's not here know what we're talking about. Yeah. We're talking about uh, ayahuasca, and um, I went down to Central and South America a couple of years ago on an epic voyage in search of the mystical ayahuasca. And um, I found her. <laughs> and she's beautiful and scary. And that's so crazy you could say that in the same in the same sentence, in the same breath, not mm-hmm. even the same sentence. She's beautiful and scary. Yeah. There's a there's a phrase that I like, uh, the only difference between fear and excitement is breathing. Um, <laughs> that's not bad. 
But yeah. So how long we how long were you down there? I was down there for seven months. Started in Guatemala, Costa Rica, Colombia, Peru. Jeez. Did you have any sort of like uh like itinerary planned out? It was just I'm gonna go to South America and go. It was pretty much I wanna go hang out in the tropics and try ayahuasca. Wow. That was a that was a big part of it, yeah. Wow, it's bananas, dude. It's bananas. <laughs> it's coconuts. It's coconuts. Um, but to tie it into floating, it was very similar in the sense that it's kind of hanging out in this really obscure space that we're not accustomed to. And the only thing I could really kind of compare it to is dreaming. But dreaming's so mysterious in itself, we can't really wrap our heads around it whereas something like floating or doing an ayahuasca ceremony you have so much time to kind of explore this new space from a pretty conscious place it's a very intentional act whereas like dreaming just kind of happens right. floating or an ayahuasca ceremony or any sort of intentional meditational activity i think successfully will help you explore new spaces internally and in, it's really helped me grow and learn about myself and be honest with certain parts of myself that I was hiding. And Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, Stuff like that is definitely valuable, valuable tools for for looking inward, yeah. know, learning about yourself and, and learning. Yeah. You know, it's, I find myself looking, I don't know, thinking about... Uh, Thinking about like experience and thinking about how I portray myself more since I've been floating. How you portray yourself to others? Yeah, yeah. Not 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 saying that like uh, not saying like oh I really care what other other people think, but more of like how I treat other people. Right, and, right, right. You know, and uh, your effect in the world. Yeah, yeah. My effect on other people and, and the energy I put out and and how important it is and. Yeah. How much it can affect other people's day and moods and yeah. and so on and so on. And how many other people are in contact with them. And, right. You know, it's exponential. It is definitely exponential. Yeah. Yeah, it's so definitely, the flow tank is definitely a valuable tool as far as that goes. Yeah, it's certainly a tool. And like all these things, it's not a final destination. You know, it kind of just begins the process. They're like yeah. booster Jump starts. Booster shots. Booster shots. Consciousness, wake up. You're a good person. Spread the love. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. I uh, I don't know. I think for some people, I you know, obviously for some, everybody, the journey's different, and it take, it'll take you to different places. Mm-hmm. And some people won't take you anywhere at all, and you right. won't ever even, you know, look at the damn brochure for the journey, let alone go on it. Right. But there are some people, much like yourself, that took the damn journey yeah <laughs> that's a damn sure but at the same time it's not like i can just instantly tap into a zend out meditative state like i would say the majority of the time in that tank i wasn't totally you know zoned in or zoned out or whatever right i was working on getting there um but i think you're what you said it's made me think that you have to step out of your comfort zone if you ever want to have a chance of experiencing something different yeah yeah so it's definitely true i mean it's i don't know things that are are, are new 
are always going to be like uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But you know, you got to do it. It's kind of by definition, it's going to be uncomfortable. Yeah, if it was just comfortable, it wouldn't be changing. Yeah, yeah, and it's you know not to say, not to say anything that makes you uncomfortable is definitely good. Right. But sometimes it is good, you know. If it's gonna hurt you, it probably is pretty good to try it. Mm-hmm. But definitely try floating. That's for damn sure. You should try floating. Yeah. It is really a shame that more people don't know about it and more people aren't more open-minded to it. I'd say if I approach 100 people, and I, I think I have a pretty good ex- explanation. You mm-hmm. know, when people say, well, what the hell are you talking about? What are float tanks? Right. You know, I think I have a pretty good explanation of what I say. Right. Um, but I still say, you know, if I approach 100 people, 40 of them off the bat would be like, what? I'm not going in there. Right. See you later. Or all of a sudden... It is amazing how many people out there are claustrophobic all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, like numerically, it's only supposed to be like, you know, less than 2% of people. But somehow, I found every one of them people. <laughs> and yeah. I approached them about coming to float. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I could never go in one of those. I'm like, well, do you go in a bathtub? Do you, have you ever gone in a, in a tanning bed? Oh, yeah, I, I've gone in tanning beds. I'm like, mm-hmm. Well, it pretty much looks like a tanning bed, just with some water in it. But, uh, I mean, you could always pull the card that you floated nine months of your life already. Yeah. Oh, I've, oh yeah, I've tried. <laughs> it it really depends. It's funny. Well, I guess it's like anything else. But it how I talk about it really depends on the person I'm talking about it to. Like right. if I see some guy coming out of LA Fitness and he's got you know a gym bag in his hand and he's all sweaty from working out, I might approach him differently right. than if I approach some kid walking out of a head shop. Right. Although I would approach them both, I probably would have a different pitch. Right. Or a senior citizen. Yeah, or a senior citizen. Yeah. I I would go the AARP route with them. Yeah. I think I would get in right away. I mean, I was actually, that thought crossed my mind while I was floating. Like, why don't you put an ad in the local retirement community's paper? Super relaxing. It's true. Experience. It's not a bad idea. Not a bad idea reaching out to them. Extended arm, but it is it is a vulnerable position. You know, you're naked, mm-hmm. you're open. You know, you're on, you're you can't curl up into a fetal position if you want to. Yeah, yeah. It is uh, one thing I don't think a lot of people emphasize enough. I'm not saying that uh, you know, not pointing the finger at any float centers I've seen on the internet or read experiences or been through or whatever. Just saying in general. It is probably the most important thing um, for someone going into the tank, especially if they're new to it, is to be comfortable where they are and and with who they're with. Because if you walk into a place to go for a float and you're greeted with a guy who's a jerk, (laughs) and and then you got to go take a shower and then float in his float tank and he's going to be in the next room, it's like uh, just that little thing in the back of your mind can Mm -hmm. keep you getting to where you you really want to be. Totally. So definitely it's very, very important to have a relaxed atmosphere that you walk into and, and agree to with. Because, mm-hmm. I don't know, I couldn't relax if I was nervous. Of course. You know, there there were a couple of float centers that I read, uh, I forget where they were, you know, somewhere scattered across the country, but I was reading reviews and a lot of them were saying that the people were like uncomfortable about this and that and it made them, it, it, their float lacked because right. of that, I'm sure. They sank a little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, just the tip of their nose is out of the water. Everything <laughs> else is down. It was a really, really sour float. 
All right, Dan. Thanks for hanging out, talking yeah. about your float. Thanks for having me. Yeah, really no sweat, man. And this exists uh, in the world. What's that? I'm really grateful this exists. That the float place, floating in general. Yeah, man, floating is it's an amazing thing. And and as soon as I went, I had to bring it to more people. Yeah, thank you for doing that. Oh, no you problem, brought it to man. me. A pleasure, man. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah. All right, y'all. Check back with us again and uh, keep your tanks clean, stay salty, and uh, take care, friends.